Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show that's coming up right next. The following audio is via a Skype call. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Wow, everybody. Welcome, 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 welcome. It's so great to have all of you tune us in and turn us on. And, you know, one of the things I want to say is, first of all, thank you. Thank you to all of you. Because all of you have literally helped all of us do the things that you have asked us to do. That and beyond. But there's something changing about, oh, what's the word we use? this genre there's something changing there's a blending of what we know as mainstream and alternative many of you know that in 2006 i coined a phrase which we use today the new mainstream in media and i just want to say to all of you that this is what you've been a part of and today um, as I was saying to David before he came on, David Essel is my very special, very special guest today. Um, the book that I'm about to talk about um, is, I think, one of the most poignant and absolute guides for what we are in and how we are living today. And David has written many books. He's been in front of a lot of people. Um this is his life's passion, whether you know him as a counselor or a master life coach. All of the above leads us to the place that we are today. And I'm about to talk to something with David about that he doesn't quite know yet. But when he asked me to write the forward for this book, I thought to myself, why me? Out of all the people... And then I read the book. And what I realized is that spirit knows much better than any of us because this book was perfect for me to write the forward to based on my life, based on my mom's suicide, based on the many events in my life, including this one connecting to all of you. So today, this is, this is what we are talking about. And we're talking about it in a very profound way. Heaven is right here, right now. What are we all waiting for? This book is how to experience heaven on earth. This is a life-changing story for today, tomorrow, and forever. And I grew up with a stepmom that talked about this all the time. But what David has done in this book, the language, the words, and I'm gonna read some of this today, Everything about this touched me at a profoundly deep place. And here's what I want to say to everyone today. You know, many of us get afraid in life, fear. But we can flip a switch on fear in a hot minute. But the thing that eats away at us, like the acid blood of aliens in the Alien movie, is doubt. And this book is a, how should I say it? It's literally a dissertation on what life absolutely must be about. And if we let doubt run the show, heaven on earth will, will not quite be exactly that, but there'll be no understanding of what's possible. David, thank you for joining me here today. Pat, that was such an amazing open. Thank you. And do you want to know something fascinating, too? CJ and I were talking about who we wanted to write the, the forward, and both of us said you. 
And wow. we both intuitively knew. We didn't know what you would write. But I've been on your show enough to know your integrity. I've been on your show enough to know what you've gone through and overcome in life. And when TJ and I were sitting down talking, and we both came up with your name, it was really quite funny. Because TJ feels the same way that I did. And I go, you know, let's let her rip. Because I know she's going to do a phenomenal job. And you did. And we appreciate you so much. But I have to tell you, this hit me. And you could tell, right? This Big hit time. me at my core. Yep. This hit me at my core. And when I re- went through the book and I read it, and believe me, I read it several times uh, in the advanced copy form. Yeah. Um, and what I came to as a result of this is this needs to be something you teach people all over the world. This needs to be it. Mm. Um, it needs to be it. But let's start with you, because as I know, in many cases of what you do, David, you get these things that come to you. Tell me about this coming to you directly and yeah. the, how should we call it? The stimulus for it. One of my favorite words. <laughs> yeah. 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 And, and, and this, you know, this happens so much, Pat. You know that in the world of creativity with, with personal growth is that there are things that will come. And, and how this book came about, or came about was just an absolute shock. I had um, gone through a divorce and I had moved back to uh, the coast of Florida where I've been for about 40 years. And I was starting all over again. Um, and, and I woke up in the morning, and every day I wake up, I have a pad of paper and a pen, and I do my journaling and, and my coffee, and I'm sitting there. And, and one, one day I woke up, and halfway through my journaling, all of a sudden I just had this nudge, this internal nudge that said, hey, write about this. Write, write, write about this young man who's in a monastery, and he's going there to try to get ready for heaven. Uh, and it was just this really weird voice that came into my head. Now, I had... After the divorce, and this isn't surprising for a lot of people, I had seriously considered going to become a monk. And, and I mean that sincerely. I, I, it was a combination. Of, no, I get it. Yeah. I had been a minister for a number of years and, uh, and loved that. And still, still am a minister, still do my preaching. But I thought, you know, what a great way. I'm, I'm done with all of this stuff out here in this world, and I want to go in. And I did, and I went, I spent four days in a monastery. I, I ended up talking to the monks about the potential of entering it. And then I went home and I said, you know, I don't think it's yet. I, I, I still think I have a lot to do in the physical world, and maybe later on in life I'll become a monk, because you can become a monk at 70, for gosh sake. So, you know, that was sort of like preceding what happened. And, and then I get that nudge that morning. And so I started writing this little, these thoughts down about, you know, this, monk and him going in and, and believing that he was going to be in bliss and thinking that the monastery was going to be just like heaven, um, that he would have no friction, there'd be no chaos, no drama. And and then, to his great surprise, he's in there for a short period of time, and the word you use, which is the killer of all goals, is doubt. Yeah. And he started doubting that he made the right choice, and it wasn't that long into it. So, you know, here, I'm starting to write this story that, that seems to be just like a cute blog or a cute article. And then, all of a sudden, every day I get up, this monk came back into my head. And I continued to write. And he started going through all of these life experiences and and trying to find the logic in it and trying to find how is this related to the, the experience of heaven. Um, and you know, because you read it several times, I mean, in the book, we cover so many different life challenges and his perspective, Pat, on how to handle these life challenges blew me away because I'm just the channel person. I'm just writing this stuff down as it comes. And what he went through and the wisdom of his mentor, the older monk that was by his side constantly, was just a magical gift to me that now we're bringing out to the world. And, you know, and this thing, right, 
what you and I are talking about today, for those of you out there, we are talking with David Essel about his latest book. And the book is How to Experience Heaven on Earth. And when I opened this up, David, exactly the way you just described it coming to you, I had no idea what I was going to read. I didn't. I didn't have a way to think about some of the, the, the things you were going to touch upon and say. Some of the, how should I say them? They're not just ideas or suggestions. They are literally conclusions. They're almost like a credo. They're almost like something for our time. And I wrote about some of that. I mean, I could have probably my I, I thought, oh, my gosh, look at how long my forward is for the book. And I thought, oh, wow. It's and I said to Linda, oh, my God, I didn't realize it was this long. And Linda said to me, just send it. If they want it shorter, they will make it shorter. And she said, just send what you have. And when I sent it, I never looked back. But you touch upon, and I'm going to go over a few of these today, you touch upon the very notion that the beauty that is in ourselves, all in life's experience, is not lost in vain. Uh, and each of us, each of us are faced, whether or not we're going to have faith show up or false fear. And yeah. when we come back from break, I'm going to tell you a story about something that happened since I wrote the forward, since I read this. Something, David, that is so, for me, surreal, I'm still not 100% sure that this is actually going to happen because all of the doubt, all of the fear, everything that went on when I was invited to do something tomorrow in L.A., I absolutely couldn't believe. When we come back, mm. when faith takes care of doubt, when mm. faith guides the way, not your bank account, not what you think you did or you didn't do, not what you're worried about happening, this little thing that David so brilliantly points out in his book. But more than that, what happens when we actually get an answer to our prayers that doesn't show up the way we think? That and much more. We'll be right back. Sometimes being human has its challenges. Our physical health falters, our spirits sag, our dreams don't immediately come to fruition. Welcome to the power of Maximum Medicine Radio. Join me, Doc Martin, in conversations that will blow your mind about healing. In our hit show, Doc Martin addresses the scientific with bridging to the mystical approaches to give you a new narrative about Maximum Medicine. In this live call-in show, we will journey into the extraordinary genius of the human body and talk about other beliefs that impact being your multidimensional self. We seek the seen and the unseen, and explore the earthbound and the otherworldly, all with the purpose of calling forth the maximum you. To learn more about Doc Martin and Maximum Medicine, visit www.sharonmartinmd.com. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show, talk radio to thrive by. I am so thrilled to be talking to all of you. We have got talk radio for all of us. Are you ready and willing and able to accept all of the abundance you can muster up in your life? Yeah. Check us out at drpatcho.com, transformationtalkradio.com, transformationradio.fm. Oh my goodness. Healing has a ripple effect. One person's healing affects everyone around them. This is where the power of sharing our stories can be so important. Tune in to Playing on the Edge Radio with Megan Edge each month on Transformation Talk Radio as Megan provides you with ways of sustaining radical and powerful changes in your life. Enact the power of radical change. To find out more about Megan Edge, visit her website at meganedge.ca. Are you done being afraid to jump into the life that's waiting for you? 
Are you ready for a real shift? I invite you to tune in every Tuesday with me, Tracy L, on the Tracy L. Clark Show, where we will teach you how to live your extraordinary life. At 8 a.m. Pacific on Transformation Talk Radio, where I will provide the tools and the steps needed to help you transcend perceived limitations and move forward with an extraordinary life. For more information, visit me at tracylclark.com. The knowledge book currently studied in 39 countries and 15 languages around the world accelerates our evolution, takes us out of depression, offers universal truth, protects us, and makes us stronger, both spiritually and physically. So if you are interested in the knowledge book, visit usa.thenowledgebook.net and tune in to the Knowledge Book Radio with Marge Potasik on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Hey, everybody, welcome back. Welcome back. And we are going to give a signed copy of David's book, this book, How to Experience Heaven on Earth. This is a life-changing story for today, tomorrow, and forever. For more information, please go check it out, davidessel.com. And the other thing that happens is David also uh, does mastermind groups. Bottom line, he is committed to helping all of us move beyond awareness, but move into the action that will take us from where we are to where we are to go. And that is said without judgment. You know, sometimes, David, there are points in my life where I couldn't get off the couch, that Mm -hmm. the only thing I could do was a remote. But this book is really for everyone, isn't it? Pat, it is. And the the thing that's been quite interesting and, and I'm very proud of is that we've got response from people who have no interest in spirituality, no interest in religion, they're, some may be atheists, they've never told me, but I, we get these emails saying, even, I don't know why I picked up your book, because I'm not interested in heaven, I'm not interested in God, I don't really follow any kind of spiritual or religious path, but oh my God, your book blew me away. You know, so it was kind of interesting, because with a title like How to Experience Heaven on Earth, you would think that the only people that might even pick it up would be those who are fully committed to some type of a program. But what you said earlier, I think that there is this intuitive hit on many people who are buying this book that they know there's something in it. And that, that concept that you said, doubt, which you just explained another story to me about well, you know, how doubt can come in no matter how many years of experience we have. And I really think that's one of the things that people are just intuitively knowing, that this is a story that's going to break open a lot of the old molds that we have formed around faith and success and heaven and earth and God. And is there heaven here? Is it only above? You know, and, and so we're really starting to ask some people to open up, to be a little bit more um, risky, maybe, if you will, in your belief system, and at least allow new thoughts to come in. Because the book that we wrote, that we're talking about right now, is meant to be not only read right now, but to be followed with the action that the young monk describes in the book. I mean, it's, it's not about waiting for some magical place. What he's saying is that if you follow what we're talking about, you can have that right here, right now, Pat. Yeah. And, and you know, this is really for what I mean when I say a book for our time. What I'm really now um, to do is read the lines. You can read about the anxiety or you could read about, you know, people's, you know, not really being sure. Are are we going to go to war? Are we not going to go to war? And yeah, you know, when I read, you know, what you talk about, it is really clear that the, the, the first and foremost, the thing that we are meant to do is really take a look inside of ourselves and really bring that absolute confidence forward, right? That's I mean, right. what, let me read this from one of the chapters in the book. And this is, this is let faith settle your soul. I'm going to read this because I really had to read this in the past six days. Slow down and let faith settle your soul and bring you home, home to yourself heaven on earth and through faith everything and anything is possible even what seems impossible how have you experienced that for yourself david in your life well i i look at my the greatest challenges that i've experienced and i say 
you know, faith to us is a belief in the yet unseen. That's the definition we use. So it's a belief in the yet unseen. When I went to get sober, I did not believe I could get sober on this human level. I had been an alcoholic for years upon years upon years on the conscious level, and they were telling me, you know, that, not, you know, we're not going to teach you how to moderately drink. You cannot drink for the rest of your life. You've proven it. And they were right. They were, they were, they were 100% correct. My, my conscious mind did not believe I could get sober, but my spiritual mind said, let's give faith a chance. Let's believe in the yet unseen. And so I had to do that juggling back and forth, which is what this whole book does. The whole book does the same thing. It has, here's the conscious human reaction to most things. You have to get sober. You don't want to quit drinking. But the spiritual path says, have faith. Believe in the yet unseen. And so in the book, we did that. And I can think of so many different times, Pat, where I didn't know when when, when the um, 2008 economic crash happened, I lost all my home, all my money. I, I was absolutely down to zero. That's only 11 years ago. I know. And, right? And, and so everything that I had saved, all the money I had saved amassed, it went completely gone. I way over-invested. I did what a lot of people did. I already had multiple homes. I added on to them, and I sunk. So what did I have to do? Well, you know, it's kind of funny because I was sober then, and I had to have faith that through this really traumatic financial loss that I could somehow build it back, and I would go back to drinking. And and, and so it wasn't my conscious mind that really pulled me through that second very difficult experience of my life. It was that spiritual mind that says, you know, on a physical level, this looks really bad. On a physical level, this is horrendous. You're down to zero money. On a physical level, you have all these people that are eventually going to find out that you went totally broke. However, on a spiritual level, and I can remember thinking this just as clear as it is today, is that you have bounced back before from many challenges. You have this great energy called God behind you. You have all these angels that you talk to every day. Archangel Michael, Gabriel, Uriel, Raphael, you have four angels. Let's believe in the yet unseen. Let's believe we can get back. It may take a number of years, and it did, but let's believe we can get back. And that dance and forth, back and forth, you know, the doubt, how am I going to do this? I've lost everything to the, let's slow down, believe in the yet unseen. That's the whole message of the book, Pat. Every chapter, every different story. There's doubt in there, and then the end result is faith will help us overcome challenges in life as long as we apply not just the mental part of faith, but the physical part of faith. And what the physical part of faith would look like would be acting as if. So the mental part says, hey, you know, um, we're really, really in a lot of trouble here on the physical plane, but... We have faith. We believe in the yet unseen. And so how do I keep moving forward so it isn't just a mental game? Well, then I have to act as if, and I went back out in the community, and I started speaking for free. And I didn't talk about me losing all my money back then. I didn't need empathy, sympathy. I didn't want anyone feeling bad for me. There were millions of people in the same place, but I decided the day that I knew I lost everything, it was two days later, Pat, that I woke up and said, you know what, I'm going to go back to my same 10 to 12-hour workday that I've done for 40 years to amass all the money I just lost, and I'm going to regain it. And it was a day-by-day acting, 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 believing. I didn't totally throw away my doubt. I was afraid. I'll be, I'll be honest to everyone. I was afraid I'd never be able to bounce back. I'd never be able to buy a house again. There are all those kind of fears, and I looked at them, I walked into them, I did the physical and the mental, spiritual, emotional faith work, Pat, and that's how I believe most of us can start to be more in the present, and when you're more in the present, the things that we are calling in our book, experiences of heaven on earth, become a part of our daily world. Yeah, David, one of the things you said, and it really just 
it strikes me right in the gut from the book too, is that even when things on the outside don't match up, so to speak, or don't look like you think they should, right? Um, it is faith that will help us move forward. The other thing I've learned about faith is sometimes if you don't have it, you can borrow it from another. And I'm sure you know what I mean. Yes. Yeah. And, and you know, I, I love that you said that, Pat. Too many times when people are in struggle, they, they want to isolate, right? We, you know, we went through a divorce and we feel embarrassed. We went bankrupt, we feel embarrassed. We got a DUI, we feel embarrassed. And so, you know, we want to isolate and stay by ourselves when in actuality, and I know this for truth for myself, is that my faith is also built even when I'm afraid, struggling, when I'm around other people that also have faith. And when you're saying borrowing it, you know, I, I you could even read. It's like, let, let's say right now that we have several of, of our listeners that are going through something really challenging, a divorce, an addiction recovery, etc. You know, one way you can build faith is to Google stories about people that came back from years of addiction or whatever the struggle is that you have. Uh, stories about people that came back from bankruptcy. You know, that's one way to build faith as well. And you know, in our book, How to Experience Heaven on Earth, every chapter builds faith because every chapter, the young monk is coming up with these solutions that are always faith-based. So, yes, you can borrow faith from another. It could be in person. It could be on the phone. It could be text. It could be you just reading in order to enliven your own faith in yourself. Yeah. You know, David, we're going to take a short break. We come back. I want to really dig into there's so much we can talk about in the book. When we come back, I'm going to give everybody out there an idea of what's in this book. But when we come back, what does it take to believe the following? Are you ready? Everything we endure has a purpose divinely given. When we come back and I'm going to share a story about something that just happened to me this week. And David's book and writing the forward for it, you will see the relationship between this and what I really had to look at in myself and the event I'm about to share with everyone. Because here's what I want to say. Don't give up. Don't give up. Don't quit before the miracle happens. Let's take a short break, everybody. David Essel, we'll be right back. Tune in to The Truth is Funny with Colette Steffen each Wednesday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. This hit show will have you thinking outside the box and riding the wave of infinite potential. Join Colette on the Higher Self Network, inspiring listeners to shine their brilliance and ensure success while roaring with laughter as they recognize the humor of the giant cosmic joke. Visit TheTruthIsFunny.com. We remember a time when you could simply form a thought and it would manifest. The harmony was forgotten, but it is returning now. The Power of Inspiration and Awakening Radio with Juliet Griffin on TransformationTalkRadio.com each second and fourth Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific will take you on adventures through the heart and spirit exploring who we once were. This intuitive healer studied under the guidance of wolves, learning from their wisdom to master a higher frequency for a new state of mind. Visit OneTrueSelf.com. Right now, ask yourself, how far are you from your dream? Are you closer today than yesterday? Entrepreneur and personal coach Deborah Rothschild brings the wit and wisdom to transform you into a new dynamic you. Tune in to the Deborah Rothschild Show, developing a dynamic you. To learn more about Deborah, visit thedebrashow.com. That's the D-E-B-R-A show.com. Tune in live every Wednesday, 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern on transformationtalkradio.com. Do you want the knowledge and wisdom to understand where spirituality, science, and psychology intersect? Then join the Karmic Path Radio Show with Tina and Laura on TransformationTalkRadio.com, Thursdays at 4 p.m. Pacific. Follow this charmingly, disarmingly dynamic duo as they explore how psychic ability, spirituality, and karmic law tie together. For more information on Tina, Laura, and their groundbreaking work, visit TheKarmicPath.com. 
Tune in to Lucid Planet Radio with Dr. Kelly Neff. This hit show will illuminate your senses and empower you beyond your daily stressors and hardships. Renowned psychologist and author Dr. Kelly will captivate you with far-reaching topics and amazing guests as you wake to the greatest version of yourself. Learn to tap into your intuitions, think critically about our world, heal emotional and psychological wounds, and follow your passions to live your dreams. The Lucid Planet. Welcome home. Visit lucidplanetradio.com for more information. What is a brilliant culture, and how do we create them? Why are they important? Claudette Rowley has created a breakthrough five-step process to help you align your culture with your business strategy for exceptional results. Looking for a culture that drives organizational excellence? Listen to Cultural Brilliance Radio, the second and fourth Friday of each month at 10 a.m. Pacific and 1 p.m. Eastern on Transformation Talk Radio. To learn more or work with Claudette, visit culturalbrilliance.com. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the Dr. Patro. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. Um, thank you all. We are celebrating a 15th year, and next year in 2020, we are going to be making a very big deal about Transformation Talk Radio, uh, the Conscious Business Channel, uh, the Health and Wellness Channel, our Wealth Channel. That will be our 10th year, and it is because of all of you. Uh, one of the things that we know is that we have an obligation to all of you to provide you with the best of the best, and we always strive to do that. Um, for many of you, I've gotten to meet you in person. For others, you just hear this voice sometimes on a podcast you probably haven't even known you subscribe to. But in the end, I'm here to let you know that bringing someone to the forefront like David Essel and his book, How to Experience Heaven on Earth. This is really because you all energetically expressed a need. David, can you tell folks how they can get a copy of the book? And then, Benny, I'd like to give a copy away. Oh, yeah, absolutely. The website is so easy to remember, talkdavid.com, T-A-L-K-David.com. If they just go there, Pat, they can take a look at it, and then there's a direct link to purchase it. Uh, and, and it is something that I know anyone that wants to have a different perspective, a more secure perspective on faith and doubt, the book would really, really be great for them to pick up. Mm. Um, I want to get to, uh, Benny, let's give a copy, 1-800-930-2819. And uh, please get the person's name. Oh, of course, Benny always does, because David's going to uh, sign it personally. Um, awesome. So, David, you know, one of the things that I really latched onto when I wrote the forward in the book was the teaching that everything we endure has a purpose divinely given. I really latched onto that, and a lot of the forward was written in the spirit of that, but not all of it. And I think this is one of the hardest things to fully understand but the story you tell about it is just beautiful let me just read this for a minute if i could sure and this this is the young monk right okay so yeah. let me just read this in quotes but why does it seem that no matter how much i dedicate myself to my spiritual practices my life never changes why am i still struggling financially where is the abundance that is so often written about it occurs to those who are on the path, like with Mother Teresa, as she came uh, to her time of greatest need over and over again, she was given what she desired, albeit often at the last minute. While in our pain, it might be hard to see, the monk replied, truly, there is a reason for each and every experience that we go through. And while this is one of the greatest truths in life, I know it is a hard lesson to grasp in its entirety. So here's the, here's the story. Once upon a time, I had a woman that worked for, for, for us on the show in the network. And, you know, she worked with such a passion and dedication. Um, I, I got to see her have two children while she was with us. And it was a relationship that over a decade ago, perhaps, that uh, we had. But we stayed in touch. And it's one of these things that you think about. And one time 
this person was in deep, deep need of me doing something for her. And I did it. And you never think about how you don't say I'm going to do this thing or this is what we're going to do to think, well, someday it's going to come back. But what <laughs> happens with that, it does come back, doesn't it? And, and I shared with you a story during the break of how it came back five days ago. And I'm still waiting to show up in L.A. to see if it's actually re- real. Right. But can you talk about this lesson and and how deep, deep, deep this goes? This And when we talk about the ultimate in faith, this is, this is it. Everything we endure has a purpose divinely given. If, if, we, if we really want to work on our faith, every challenge that comes to us has, we have to flip it and look at it from this angle. We may not know the divine purpose of why we are going through the loss of a child, like my friend Scarlett Lewis did when her son was gunned down at Sandy Hook Elementary School in Connecticut. Um, there's a lot of things that I'm getting chills right now because I'm so close with Scarlett. And, and there's a lot of things that happen in this world that suck, that are terrible. And when we're going through them, if we only stay focused, and I don't mean in the initial shock, in the initial shock of losing a child or getting arrested or losing a, a, a mom, a dad, a husband, a wife, a marriage, I'm not saying initially that we should step back and go, oh, my child was just taken from me. Um, let me think about what is the purpose that's divinely given. I'm not saying that. I am saying, though, after a period of time, it could be a week, two weeks, 30 days, this is where the greatest people with the deepest faith come in, and they will ask themselves, I know this wasn't an accident. There's something here for me to learn. You know, Scarlett Lewis, when she lost her son, Jesse, six years of age uh, in, the, in, the, in the massacre, now that was about six years ago. Scarlett was a very simple woman. She still is. Um, very quiet, very loving, very kind. Um, had no ambition to become the center of attention and, and the center of the universe in the regards to forgiveness. But since her son was taken and she did the healing process on her own, Pat, she has become one of the most respected leaders in the world on the concept of forgiveness. And she forgave the killer, Adam Lanza, within eight months of her son's murder. And she goes and she speaks to murderers, as well as families who have lost their children. So, you know, when we say, well, uh, back when, when she got the word that her son Jesse got murdered at school, uh, there, there would be no way that we would say, okay, hey, listen, it's a sad experience, um, Scarlett, but, you know, there's, let, let's try to figure out why. There's a reason for this. Well, she couldn't have forecasted ahead a couple of years and said, oh, I'm going to become one of the top uh, speakers on forgiveness, even though I'm not a public eye person and even though I'm not a professional speaker. She never would have imagined that. But the thing is, is that when you're sitting here listening to Dr. Pat and I and you're in a great struggle with your health or money or a relationship or a career or whatever it might be, there is a time, and the sooner you can start to approach this, the better, that you might say, I wonder why this challenge is here. What am I asked to do? Am I asked to get humble? Am I asked to, to ask for help because I normally try to figure out everything on my own? Like, what is the per- Am I asked to change my beliefs or change something radically? And that is the deepest faith we can have. And I know that you've gone through those outrageously dark periods in your life. Yeah, I've gone yeah. through them, you know, in my life. And the monk throughout the whole book, he's talking about this in a way that's saying, yes, this is hard. Yes, this is difficult. But I wonder if this could be the reason why. And that's where we start to work deeply with faith, Dr. Pat. Yeah. Um, and one of the things that you also talk about is it may take time for us to literally see the connecting of the dots. When, oh, God, when God. you know, you know, it's not like, wait a minute, this thing happened, but then, oh, I see how this is going to play out. No, you know, when I when I wrote the forward in the book, I really had to reflect on the many things in life, you know, um, 
things like why my mom would take her life. Mm. But maybe that death in itself was an event. That was it. Maybe that was her journey. Maybe that was why she was born, for that yeah. thing to happen, for something else to happen. And I really talk to that, right? I really talk to those days where I see things happening, but you don't realize the path that's going to take us on. Well, and, and yet, Dr. Pat, let, let yeah, go ahead. For, let me interject sure. for something and say that, sure. you know, that, that experience could also be the reason of one of the main reasons we wouldn't know this at the time, but subconsciously that you're doing all this work to yep. help people heal. Yep. That's it. Right. That's it. That's it. Because I think about my mom and my stepmom, and it took both of them to help me be the woman I am today. It really did. I mean, yeah. they, they didn't call me Pat the Brat for, for nothing, David, when I was a kid, <laughs> right? right? I mean, yeah. you, you have to earn some respect with that. Um, <laughs> but these acts, these acts of goodwill, Somebody said something to me the other day, and, and I wanted to just run this by you. And I think, Benny, what we'll do is we'll skip the break. Um, somebody said to me, when are you going to realize, Pat, this is, the, this is a quote, when are you going to realize, Pat, that there is no money to be made on positivity, <laughs> that just because you're called Dr. Positivity, that is not going to pay the bills. And so I thought about that for like maybe a second and a half, because I mm -hmm. usually don't focus on uh, anytime somebody says stuff like that to me. I'm just like, OK, I'm, I'm not. Believe me, I'm not stepping into your world. That's right. I'm not. But I know one thing. I get to tell the, the people that listen to this show, whether it's live or when it gets distributed in 25 uh, stations in Australia, they get mm -hmm. to hear the message. They get the opportunity to buy your book. They will get the opportunity to absorb the questions in the book and what you suggest. And then maybe, David, they will have things happen to them like what happened to me. So this woman that worked for us calls me five days ago and says, there's something in LA I want you to be part of on October 1st. And I just thought, okay, I've been to LA before I went to school in California. Mm -hmm. And then she sent me the, the material. And what she sent me was so special, such a fabulous initiative that's happening to bring love into the world. And there are a group of us that are going to be flying down to L.A. Um, and participating in a video shoot like the one We Are the World. And, and I thought to myself, wow. And even today as I'm packing, I still don't believe that this woman that worked with us over 10 years ago would invite me to participate with people that I would never imagine, David, even being close to being in the same room with. And all of the doubt, oh, all of the stuff that shows up would have me wait to the last minute to make the airline tickets. You get it? Right, right on. <laughs> and I'm assuming you made them right away. Uh, but I read your book again, getting ready for the show, and then I made them. <laughs> I did. I'm not kidding. I read the forward I wrote. Yes. Yes. And then yes. I read your book. And I thought, oh, my God, Pat. Oh, my God. Please, please follow this blueprint in the book. Please just follow it. But don't you think sometimes, like you talk about in the book, David, we have to forgive ourselves first and foremost for whatever we carry in guilt and shame in our lives? Oh, my Lord. You know, all of us have it. I mean, some may be in denial <laughs> that they have doubt and shame or guilt. But 
but I think we all have it at some level. Some things we could maybe it's tossed up, we did it, and we never forgave ourselves for, or maybe it was something we did yesterday. Um, but that, that's that's a huge human undertaking is you know to learn how to let go of mistakes and errors we've made, to learn how to be appreciative of the growth we've made, regardless of how tiny it might seem to us. When when we talk to people, and let's go back to the word faith again, belief in the yet unseen. Because, you know, as, as a counselor, I work with so many people that have very low self-esteem and very low confidence. They're filled with doubt, Pat, every day of their life. It's like, oh, well, you know, she's so much prettier, or he's so much wealthier, or they would never be interested in me because fill in the blank. And what we want to do is say, let's let go of that shame. Let's let go of that low self-confidence, the low self-esteem. Let's start to walk with our head up, our shoulders back. Let's have faith that, yes, you are equal to that person, you may have a different set of skills, a different set of tools, different gifts, uh, but hey, you know what, let's bring ourselves up and start to feel better about who we are. And I hope that every person that reads this new book will walk away, Pat, with that experience. I think they will. And I think more than that, what will happen is in the moment, in the moment of doubt and fear, we will realize that there is a, a lost life that is not in vain. Oh. And that's what I realize about all of the, the people that have been in front of me that are no longer here. Yeah. You know, um, I've worked with so many suicidal cases. Um, yes. You know, yeah. Just, you know, working with the family after a loved one passed. And, and in the book, we have this very powerful story about a young woman who had a dream to be this amazing actress. And and she was working as a waitress to make enough money to do her love, her passion, and then she was murdered. Mm. And, and the young monk was approached because he did counseling in the monastery. You know, all monks, for our, our listeners that may not be aware, when you're in a monastery, you everyone has a role to play. Uh, some, like at one monastery I went to, there was a guy that did haircuts for all the 22 months. There was another one that did the finances. There was another one that did the groundkeeping. In this monastery, in the book, How to Experience Heaven on Earth, this young monk is, is the counselor for couples and for individuals. So when this person came in and said, this is wrong, this young woman was murdered in her apartment and she had the vision, she had the energy, she had inspired millions of people, even in the diner, as well as watching her on stage. And at the end of it, the young monk says, her life may not be here physically, but she left the blueprint for one of her students to carry on her legend. And mm-hmm. now, one of her students that never would have been able to have the forefront of the play, would never have been the lead character, now with this woman gone, there's an opportunity for someone that she's been training to come in and to be the lead. And I think it was just such a wise statement he made, you know, that there is no loss of life in vain unless we look at it as if it is. Now, I'll go back to my friend Scarlett Lewis. Would she rather have her son, Jesse, still here versus her becoming this very famous speaker? And forgiveness, of course, there's not even a question. But she also recognizes that Jesse's life being taken from her got her involved in life at a level so much bigger, affecting millions of people all over the world. And she can be sad on one side of her heart that Jesse is gone. And she can be, uh, I'm going to say amazed, that she's been thrown into the forefront to help millions of people deal with loss and forgiveness. Mm-hmm. And your book is filled with those stories. But, you know, David, you and I share so much in common. Both of us have had to beat down addiction, alcoholism. You know, I found out later in life that my mom, who did take her life, uh, was an active alcoholic and uh, drug user when she had me 12 years after my sister. Um, And I, like you... I work with women and have worked with women, you know, for close to 40 years to help them understand that there's more to life 
than that next use or that next drink. And it does take work because there's nothing, you know, like people think about making that commitment to get clean and sober is really a commitment. But you don't have to do it alone. And I think that's mostly to what you're saying here. Um, I want to jump to something. I know we've got five minutes left. But I have to talk to you about this because I think this is pivotal. Our thoughts create our existence. That is, to me, the most pivotal thing to look at. Even when I talk about my mom and her life, I don't do it with anger our frustration. I do it with the highest regard for who this woman was, how uh, forward-looking she was, uh, and my stepmom, how determined she was to help me become a human being, really. Right. Your message for this book and the, and the people listening today is a new version of Our Thoughts Create Our Existence. I'd love for you to, to really bring us to a close with that conversation. It is so beautiful to think that where we are right now can be altered in a matter of seconds when we start to take our thoughts of doubt and exchange them for thoughts of faith. Believing in the yet unseen is probably one of the most powerful attributes that you and I can work on today in order to take those thoughts of doubt and to, if not, erase them I'm not interested in only erasing them. I really want to minimize them so much so that faith takes over and you move into the existence you've always wanted. That, to me, would be heaven on earth for you. Mm. David, I want to thank you. Again, please tell folks how they can get a copy of the book, how they can find out more about you and some of the webinars and other things you offer. Uh, and again, what's your personal message? What would you like to leave us with today? Yeah, so the, the website, so easy, talkdavid.com, C-A-L-K-David.com, and you can find out about the new book, How to Experience Heaven on Earth. I work with clients from all over the world via phone and Skype, so if you need some assistance, I would love for you to do it too. And, and my, my closing thought for the day is this, is that whatever you need to act on, do it the minute past the show is over. Don't miss any of her show. <laughs> but when you know by listening to our show that you need to deepen your faith or change your health status or change your financial status or your relationship status, and you know there's work you're procrastinating on, at the end of her show, write down one step that you're going to do today to attack instead of avoid your issues. And now we can start saying we're really living. Mm. David Essel, everyone. The book is How to Experience Heaven on Earth, a life-changing story for today, tomorrow, and forever. Uh, thank you, David, for all that you do. I love being with you, Pat. Have a great time in Los Angeles. I will. Thank you. This is probably one of the few times I'm going where I don't have to go to school. <laughs> I love it. Well, I'm going to school in a different way. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. Exactly. Thank you, David. I want to thank all of you for tuning us in and turning us on. Benny, I want to thank you for pushing all the right buttons. And remember, this is really the ball in our court. In the life that we are wanting to create, willing to create, and are living in the moment of creation. We'll see you next time. The preceding audio was via a Skype call.